0: Happy Monday, Seattle sports fans. Oh my, have we got some updates for you? The good news the Mariners. The ah, not so great news Seattle Kraken dropped their final preseason game. Um, But the really, really exciting news is that Seattle, you have officially adopted this. New York Metropolitan's fan. All that and more coming up on this Monday edition of Locked On Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle sports fans? Congratulations to you and the Mariners. Oh my, I think you were down 6-1 at one point. Came all the way back to make it to the ALDS, the American League Division Series. Congratulations. We'll have some reactions, of course, from Seattle Kraken fans. But, of course, this is Locked on Kraken. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host, your only host, your first ever host of Locked on Kraken. I was able to write for NHL Seattle before they were the Seattle Kraken. I was part of the writing team that was covering all of the news when the Seattle Kraken finally got their name. That's been exciting. And a few stories here and there early on in the franchise. And then I decided, hey, why not stick around, talk about the team, and Locked on Kraken uh, became my show five days a week, Monday through Friday, we are bringing you the best Seattle Kraken news. So let's get into it. We had a game, Seattle, on, uh, I guess it was Friday. And... It was a preseason game, so on the one hand, the wins, losses, and stats do not count. But I want to put aside this concept that there's not anything to learn from the preseason. I think, you know, it, uh, we have to learn from the preseason. And unfortunately, I didn't like what I learned. I thought that this was a bit of a... a div- uh, of the Seattle Kraken returning to some of their not so great uh, tendencies. So you know what I like to do, I like to head over to NHL.com and take a look at the box score. It's a obviously great summary. Of what we were able to see in the game. So let's head over to this box score, NHL.com, and figure out why this wasn't uh, my favorite performance from the Seattle Kraken. I think uh, we did a, a live pregame here. I was a little bit out of it. Allergy season's really got me bad. I think I said we were playing Vancouver. It was Edmonton. So apologies there if sometime last week I got my names confused, but we did play Edmonton. We played them for the second time and uh, we didn't fare so well in this one. Um, So one thing that I talked about last time was face-offs. So face-off percentage about split down the middle. Uh, You also see that the Seattle Kraken were a little bit behind in shots, uh, but big-time blocks which I do love that. I do love that from a defensive perspective. Also, let's just take a quick look at who was even on the ice. Cause at the time that I was going live, I didn't have a full roster for you. We just had like the training camp roster at that time. But in the in the lineup, we had Eberly Berniers, Beneers, excuse me, Tanev, Schwartz, McCann. Wenberg, Bjorkstrand, Gord, uh, right, Geeky, Sprung, Burakovsky, and then on the defensive side, Borgen, Larson, Alexiak. Then we had Susie and Dunn, and it was Philip Grubauer that would go the distance in this one. Um, let's head up to the scoring summary. Over here, you see that the Seattle Kraken scored one goal in every period, so I'm okay with that. Unfortunately, we let up four goals. One was an empty netter. We let up four goals in the third period. And what do you think, longtime listeners, what do you think my observation will be about that? It, did you say defense? Did you say defense? If you said defense, you're absolutely correct. I continue to be a little baffled, a little befuddled by the Seattle Kraken defense. I'm, um, I'm not getting it. I'm not understanding it. So in this game, um, if we go back uh, for those on. YouTube, you'll see that I'm toggling back and forth on audio. Um, just just trust, trust the process. I'm going to walk you through NHL.com. We're looking at the box score here. I'll leave this in the show notes. I don't know what's going on with my microphone. Here we go. I'll leave it in the show notes for you as well. Daniel Sprung gets the first goal. Daniel Sprung, and we're going to talk about roster, but Daniel Sprung fighting for a spot gets that gritty goal. Um, love to see it. But then the – The uh, Oilers strike back Tyson Berry. Not necessarily what you would categorize as a response goal, but we'll get to that. Second period, Maddie Beneers. I loved this goal, gritty goal, two gritty goals, first by Sprung, then by Beneers. But what we saw, and I believe it was uh, JT Brown on the, the broadcast, said that McCann, sacrificing his body in front, maybe even would have been called a penalty, but I loved the effort that McCann put in to create some space for Maddie Beneers. Maddie Beneers didn't need a lot of space, but he had that space because Jared McCann got an, an entanglement, if you will, in front of net, in front of net, excuse me, really got leveled. Got leveled, um, but absorbed the contact, created space for Maddie Beneers, Burakovsky, and Susie get the assists. Um, then on to the third period. Um, you know, we see a few things that happen in this third period. We see a lot of giveaways. Um, we see that the, the dry diet, the dry sidle goal. If I remember correctly, just another snipe. Um, but again, the, the Seattle Kraken um, fell victim to being flat-footed, in my opinion. Edmonton looked really good passing the puck, and we looked flat-footed. Uh, I think the uh, the Pulgeravi goal kind of um, showed that a little bit more. But then we get Jared McG- McCann with a goal late. In the third, glad he got um, kind of rewarded again for that play that I really liked that set up the Beneers goal. But then this guy, not a big fan, uh, talked about it with the locked-on Oilers team. This response goal, for sure, response goal. Um, you know, and... Um, or is the drysdale goal, that was the one where Brandon Tanev just giveaways in the neutral zone. I thought we played such an aggressive preseason early, really working on the four check, winning the puck. We lost so many puck battles. Beneers got bodied once. Um, who was it? I'm trying to remember. Um, But multiple players just got pushed off of the puck, weren't strong on the puck. Allison Lucan and I talked about that. Um, And so that was disappointing to see. That was disappointing to see. Yeah, it was Vince Dunn had a really bad turnover along the boards. Just absolutely. um, The Oilers, they were able to be strong and physical with us. And, um, you know, if If our offense is gonna be our defense, then you better be strong on the puck when you have it in your own zone, folks. So I had thoughts um wasn't wasn't a great performance. and these these games don't matter, the stats don't matter, but the momentum, I think does. That's our last tune up against another team in our division, mind you, before the real deal when we take on Anaheim on Wednesday. So, left a lot to be desired. It kind of reminded me of Kraken games of the past, which I don't like. I didn't like it. It wasn't comfortable. Do, do these games happen in the in the course of an 80 plus season game? Of course they do. Of course they do. It was just disappointing to to see it. This time out, okay. Coming up next on Locked On Kraken, of course we're going to talk about roster. We've got folks that were uh, that have cleared waivers, folks that as of right now are still um, on waivers. Um, we have to clear waiver, and they've been placed on waivers. They have to clear waivers. So we're going to talk about what the Seattle Kraken roster is looking like. And Andy i wrote a story how a healthy Jaden Schwartz can impact the Seattle Kraken team. Unfortunately, it's looking like we might not know. That is coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to tell you about Athletic Greens. I've talked to you about Athletic Greens before. Getting my morning routine down is extremely important to me. I'm getting ready to hit the road again. Um, So as much as I love my morning routine when I'm at home, It's difficult to modify what works for me and what helps optimize my work flow when I'm on the road. And that's why I love Athletic Greens. Um, Athletic Greens is something that I have used every day in the past. And it's all about the AG1. You know, thinking about wanting to start my day off healthy, start it intentional. AG1 is a perfect um, opportunity also for me to optimize my immune system. As someone who has traveled a lot amid still COVID spikes, immune system vitality is extremely important to me. And so the AG1 uh, is just one scoop, eight ounces at least of water. You shake it up and then you have 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source foods, probiotics, and adaptogens that you are starting your day off with. Instead of me having to cut up a bunch of fruits and veggies or ginger root to put in my hot water that I'm boiling in a kettle, you know, and all of these things, my turmeric, uh, which. I do like to do when I have the time, when I'm on the road, if I'm at an airport, I have my AG1 bottle, fill it up, pour in uh, one scoop, uh, which actually I prefer the travel packs, but sometimes I just carry enough that I need along my trip. And boom, voila. Anywhere I can access water, I can access a way to get my day started. So this is why I love athletic. Greens. And to make it easy on you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a one year supply of the immune supporting vitamin D, which is also something I can travel with. It's just a little droplet, uh, you know, vial that we have. And it's going to give you those travel packs that I was talking about. So you get the AG1, you get the immune supporting vitamin D, and of course, a one year supply of Athletic Greens AG1. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assistance, Athletic Greens. Thank you as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making lockdown crack in your first listen of the day. I recapped what I thought was eh. Nah. Not a great, not a great performance. Uh, I talked about the Tanev giveaway, but then that led to the Dreisaitl goal. The reason it was unassisted is because Philip Grubauer played the puck right to him. I mean, basically ricocheted off of Dreisaitl and into goal. Um, That's just not having good heads up. Again, Tanev provided that giveaway. Um, Philip Grubauer it's very dangerous to play the puck straight up the middle. I'm not sure how he didn't see dry uh, coming. Maybe he thought Tanev had it covered because there was one point just as Grubauer was going to shuffle the puck for those not watching on video. I'm turning my head. You could see that Tanev kind of turned his head to the left, but those are silly mistakes. Tanev should have marked, especially knowing that he's the one that gave up the giveaway in the neutral zone. Uh, Philip Grubauer should have been more astute and figuring out what was going on. It was just a bad, that was a a bad, bad play. I don't like when we give away response goals. They were announcing the McCann goal on the graphic. And that's when the, uh, the Edmonton Oilers scored their fourth goal then they got an empty netter. Um, again, losing battles, even with the man advantage, the skater advantage, losing battles and not controlling the puck, not taking ownership of the puck, not wanting to absolutely grit have that grit and fight for possession. That's not how Seattle needs to play. That's not how they're built to play. They have to be a scrappy team every night out. If we want to win more than six or if we want more than 60 points, that's what it's going to take because I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. You can't win an advance and then win a Stanley Cup without defense. A defensive mind. For those of you who watch Friday's show, you know that's what I love about this Mariners team. Focusing all in on defense. So that's... uh. That's what I have to say about that. Let's now switch gears to talk about this Seattle Kraken roster. Okay, so we um we know that the Seattle Kraken had their final Um, preseason game. And that means that there's some roster slimming and thinning that has to happen. I'm going to take you over to Cap Friendly. Now, Cap Friendly, this is going to give us an idea of kind of where we're at numbers wise. It's not necessarily the most up to date. And we'll talk about why. So the the thing that I love here is that we're in good. we're, We're in a good space here as you can see though that on this graphic cap friendly is saying our roster size is 25 out of 23 and it has no injuries listed as of monday when i'm recording this show uh at the top you can also see our draft picks i'm sure we'll talk about that as we get uh really towards the trade deadline even but um, so the names that still appear here, Jonas Donskoy. I want you to keep that in mind. Uh, I mentioned that we're also going to talk about Schwartz and Andy Ide had a story about keeping him healthy. That's a big question mark as of right now. Uh, Hayden, uh, John Hayden, Daniel Sprung, Carson Coleman on the uh, defensive side of things. They don't have Flurry on here. So that's something that we're going to keep in mind. And, um, you know, Drieger, Still here. Obviously, we know whoops. We know that he's not starting off the season. So now I want to take you to the Seattle Kraken PR because Joy Decord, Alexander True, not on that cap friendly list. And that's because we heard the other day uh, that they over the weekend. So this was after Friday's show that they were placed um, on waivers. They have cleared waivers and are now officially reassigned to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Uh, But then it says right here that John Hayden and Michael Kempney have been placed on waivers with the intent to assign them to Coachella Valley. So as of earlier uh, on Monday, before I started recording this, we don't have an update on Hayden or Kempney. Now, Kempney had an injury. A lot of people reporting for a long time that he was in that red jersey for for practice before he was placed on waivers, he had come out of that, but um, he will not be starting with the club. Um, so that's something. Another John Hayden talked about him, I would have been okay to see him, but um, he's got a clear waivers right now. Um, so then that leads us to take a look at um. What we see from NHL media side of things. Now, NHL media side of things is showing us um, again, not everything, but uh, we can we can deduce some things from what we're seeing from the NHL media side. And so I did a little doctoring up of the document that was available on the NHL media site. So I'm going to pull that up for you here um, and I'll talk through it for those listening on audio. But um, so here we go on the screen. This is from NHL media. You have at the top listed Maddie Veneers, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Will Borgen, Andre Burkovsky. Of course, we're going alpha order. Then we have Ryan Donato. I have Jonas Donskoy highlighted. I have Jonas Donskoy highlighted because I've seen multiple reports, including Cap Friendly on Twitter, that he will be placed on the injured reserve. So that means effectively he's, um, you know, he's not on that 24-man roster. Uh, then after Donskoy again. On the injured reserve, from reports that I've seen, we've got Dunn, Eberly, Kale Flurry wasn't on cap cap friendly website, but is here. And again, no reports that he was cut definitely a bubble fringe player, but not cut Morgan geeky, Yanni Gord, Philip Grubauer. Then on my list, if you're watching on YouTube, I've crossed out John Hayden and Michael Kempney. Martin Jones is there Coleman, there Larson, there McCann, Alexiak, Schultz, Schwartz, Susie, Sprong, Daniel Sprong, Brandon Tanev, Alex Wenberg, and Shane Wright. So that by my count, in, not including Jonas Donskoy on the injured reserve brings the Seattle Kraken to 23 rostered players. 24, of course, would be Jonas Donskoy. So that does leave an extra roster space for now. But why do I keep wanting to talk about Schwartz? Because Donskoy is dealing with an upper body. Schwartz, um, day to day. So, um, Want to take you again to this article. I had pulled it up and I had flagged it, I should say, um, several days ago, but just never got to it. But the headline, a healthy Schwartz maybe a maybe great match for Seattle Kraken with veneers. Interesting. Um, I'm not sure how much Schwartz we saw with veneers. Um, I'm trying to remember, um, but I think – that the real reason that I wanted to focus on this is because Schwartz being healthy. We have yet to really see a healthy Schwartz, and that might be the case again. He is day-to-day per Dave Haxtell, Um and so we just don't know what's going on there. Um, So here's a quote. I think our expectations are a lot higher. Schwartz said, we want to start off with taking it a day at a time here and have a good camp. Our start last year wasn't where it needs to be. So I think that's going to be a big goal for us. We have a new team this year. We have a lot of new players. We got a lot better over the summer. And I think each guy's hungry to prove ourselves and prove and to prove to each other that we can be a lot better. So We'll see what happens here, but Schwartz, as of right now, not healthy. Oh, I realized I wasn't sharing the screen. Sorry to those watching on YouTube, but, uh, you know, Seattle sports, 7, 10 a.m. That's by Andy i Let me just scroll up so you can see the headline. You can also check the show notes. A healthy Schwartz may be a great match for Seattle Kraken with veneers. Will we see that come opening day? I don't know. Day-to-day, For Schwartz, so we'll have to keep up with that. Um, Thank you, as always, for watching Locked on Kraken or listening to Locked on Kraken. As always, we appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. Now it's time for you to head over and watch or listen to Locked on NHL. We are almost at preseason or the regular season, excuse me, um, preseasons over. uh, And unless you are in Nashville or San Jose, we're getting ready to drop the puck on the first games of the season. Definitely the first games in North America. The um, only thing I want to leave you with is that we will be having Locked On Kraken is partnering with Black Rosie Media, and we are having watch parties for the first few games of the Seattle Kraken season. I'm pulling this up here for those watching on YouTube, and I will, of course, have all of the information for you in the show notes. But you can join Playback TV backslash Black Rosie Media. Again, I will have the link for you, and we will be streaming. And watching live together the Seattle Kraken at Anaheim Ducks, Seattle Kraken at Los Angeles Kings, and the Vegas Golden Knights at Seattle Kraken, the first home game of the season, baby. So, for those of you who, like me, aren't going to be at the first home opener and will not be catching the Seattle Kraken on the road to open the season, this is a way that we can watch games together on Playback TV. So make sure that you check that out. That is in partnership with Black Rosie Media, which is my media company. It's the Black Rosie Media account, but Locked on Kraken will be streaming watch parties, live watch parties of Seattle Kraken games now that the regular season is upon us this week. Tomorrow on Locked on Kraken, I caught up with Ann Kimmel of Locked on Predators, and we did a nice little squad cast for you. I loved that Ann set this up. We- we're going to give you our predictions, defense, best goalie tandem from the division's Pacific Division and from the uh, Central Division. And will be your Central Division expert, and I will be your Pacific Division expert. Of course, I threw in some Seattle Kraken names, but who else should we keep an eye on? As we look at the Pacific Division, I give my thoughts and tell you some other locked-on hosts you should definitely follow to keep up with who I think are some of the best in the Pacific. That's coming up tomorrow. Wednesday show, of course, is a game day episode. I'll be back in New York crying with the rest of the New York Mets fans, but I will also bring you a preview show. We'll get ready for the Anaheim Ducks. JD Hernandez, kind of a big deal. And we're going to make sure we get him on the schedule, at least for the post game. So keep an eye and ear on social media for that. And of course, listen right here to Locked on Kraken. We'll refine all of the details on Wednesday's episode as we get ready for the beginning of the second ever season of the Seattle Kraken. Yes, I will be playing Sharon Nairi Williams, and we are the whole damn show. I hope you're hyped. You know I'm hyped. Before we close out this episode, though, I just want to acknowledge um, a little bit of a trigger warning here. There is a lot going on around uh, sexual assault, grooming charges, and things of that nature between Hockey Canada now and, um, with a player from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And um, there's a lot happening. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are choosing to share their story in their own way. I want to hold space here on Locked on Kraken to always believe those people who are coming forward. Also, I want to follow up with things that people like Emily Kaplan has been tweeting about, that there is no intimate partner or domestic violence policy right now in the National Hockey League. Maybe it's time we got the Kyle Beach report, and now we're getting reports again about abuse, and not just in the National Hockey League, not just in Hockey Canada, but in other areas of hockey as well. I think it's high time. It is past time that these types of policies are in place and the protections are in place. The protocol for reporting is in place. And I do understand, generally speaking, in most leagues, and I wouldn't see why the NHL and the NHLPA are any different, some of these things have to go through and be officially adopted during a collective bargaining agreement, especially if they're going to be things like suspensions and whatnot. Um, so I understand that. I get that. And there are a lot of things that sports change, if you will, on the fly to protect players, to protect their brands. And I would like to think that the assault, continued assault and abuse of people within the sport that we all know and love, I would like to think that moving expeditiously and promptly for cases like this would be a priority for the hockey community. I've said it before. I'll say it again. We need to stop passing the buck and saying this isn't a hockey problem. It's a societal problem. We know these are unpleasant things and that's why we don't talk about them when we hear locker room talk air quotes. Um, We need to stop. If someone is saying something that's uncouth, uh, that sounds disrespectful and degrading, we need to find ways to speak up. Is it uncomfortable? It can be. But imagine the alternative. Imagine being a person in a situation where you are disrespected. You are violated and no one stands up for you. And you know what kills me? I have told you multiple times on this show, I don't like hitting in hockey. The irony of a sport tolerating fighting on the ice for bad hits, but not dropping the gloves figuratively when people are being sexually assaulted make that make sense make that make sense make that make sense to me we have to do better hockey because i would hate for anyone listening or watching this to be in a situation where they were being taken advantage of. And they felt like someone in the greater hockey community didn't have the moral respect for another human to figuratively drop the gloves and say, the buck stops here. I would hate for that to happen to any one of us And because I would hate for that to happen, I am going to make sure that I'm ready, that I'm calling people out and calling them to center ice and dropping the gloves, figuratively speaking. We're not protecting. We're not protecting um, cheap shots and abusing someone physically, sexually assaulting someone verbally assaulting someone is a cheap shot. We're not supposed to curse on these podcasts anymore, but damn if I didn't want to. It's a cheap shot, folks. It's a cheap shot. And if you are okay with grown men dropping gloves for cheap shots in a in a hockey game, I don't even want to hear it about how you can't stand up for someone being abused. I don't want to hear it. Tomorrow's show should be a lot more fun, but I couldn't come on here on a Monday with all the reporting that has happened since the last time we were on on Friday. I couldn't come on here and not drop the gloves. So you're on notice. We're going to drop the gloves here, figuratively speaking, on Locked on Kraken. Anytime there is a report, I will give you a trigger warning, and we are going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We believe in retaliation for, you know, shuffling a puck on ice, but we can't stand up for people. No. No. We're not doing that. We're not doing that on this show. That's all I've got, folks. Um, yeah, I got to take a beat. That that you know, I got into it. Um, but I, I'm I'm gonna commit to that. That might not be everyone's cup of tea. I'm I'm not here to ap- apologize. You do what you got to do. But um, just know that I'm I'm here to tell you it's weak sauce if you're not willing to figuratively drop drop the gloves for someone else in the hockey community. It's weak sauce. We don't ask questions. Nobody asks questions. Oh, that person's on my team. That looked like a cheap shot. They got taken out of the game, gloves drop. No questions asked, figure it all out later. I'll take my licks, go to the penalty box. No questions asked. Not about what was, what was he wearing? What kind, of, what kind of stick is he using? Well, you know, uh, maybe if he had skated to the left instead of to the right, Nobody asked those questions. No questions asked, drop the gloves, protect your people. That's how I need to approach this. So where's that policy, NHL? Where's that policy, NHLPA? Drop the damn gloves. Erica Lindsay Ayala, I'm your host of Locked on Kraken. Be kind to yourself and to each other. Find your way to drop the gloves with what's happening in this in this hockey community and the greater society find your way of dropping the gloves this is at least in part mine hold fast stay true let's go cracking